new orders any more from Fitium, one of the seven Chinese entities on that blacklist. It, it, this one, this one, the tech industry here in Taiwan, uh, I think even with some or even great reluctance, they have no choice but to go along. Uh, you know, the pressure from the United States on this issue has been overwhelming. And uh, to the critics who said that the Biden administration would be too soft on China, at least on this point uh, to date, along with the tariffs they've maintained or even expanded the Trump administration policies. So, uh, you know, as far as the be tough on China, is the Biden administration uh, satisfying that? Uh, there are probably a number of uh, policy areas where critics could say with some justification that there hasn't been follow-up yet. But on this issue, it seems that there's been follow-up or maintaining the Trump administration policies. And importantly, they're getting trading partners to follow along, such as mm. Taiwan. Okay, Ross, thanks very much. That's Ross Feingold, Business Development Director at SafePro Group over in Taipei. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. In the markets this morning, first of all in Australia, the SX200 slipping about half a percent. The Nikkei 225 in Japan has lost its gains now and is trading flat. Over in South Korea, the Cosby uh, is also flat. Looks like the Hang Seng is going to lose about 0.4% at the open this morning. Brent crude oil slipping also, $66.24 a barrel. And gold is up slightly at $1,739 an ounce. That's it from Money Talk this morning. Do please join me again tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Stay tuned for Back Chats with Hugh Chiverton and Nixie Lamb. The weather forecast for this morning. Uh, cloudy, a few rain patches. Maximum temperature is going to be about 24 degrees. And then the outlook is for cloudy with a few rain patches in the next couple of days. The rain's going to become more frequent later tomorrow. 22 degrees right now, 89% relative humidity. 8.32, Samantha Butler has the half-hour news. According to the BBC, more than 100 British parliamentarians have written to the Prime Minister Boris Johnson, urging him to impose sanctions on Chinese officials responsible for cracking down on pro-democracy campaigners in Hong Kong. Mike Weeks reports. In their letter, the MPs and peers call for sanctions over the crackdown on pro-democracy campaigners here, as well as sanctioning more Chinese Communist Party officials over what they say are human rights abuses against the Uyghur minority in Xinjiang. The cross-party group, which includes former Hong Kong governor Lord Patton, is asking the Prime Minister to impose travel bans and asset freezes on officials. Since Beijing imposed the national security law in Hong Kong in response to widespread anti-government protests, some 50 pro-democracy figures have been rounded up under its terms, while many others fled overseas into exile. Last month, China sanctioned nine British citizens, including five MPs, for spreading what it called lies and disinformation. It denies allegations of torture and forced labour in Xinjiang. Next week, British MPs will vote on a motion declaring genocide is taking place in the western region. President Biden says the U.S. will begin its final military withdrawal from Afghanistan next month. He said his goal was for the pullout to be completed by the 20th anniversary of the September 11th terror attacks. Mr. Biden said he wouldn't pass the Afghan war on to his successor. I'm now the fourth United States president to preside over American troop presence in Afghanistan. Two Republicans, two Democrats. I will not pass this responsibility onto a fifth. After consulting closely with our allies and partners, I've concluded that it's time to end America's longest war. 
But the president said the U.S. would continue with its diplomatic and humanitarian work in Afghanistan. The cryptocurrency firm Coinbase has hit a market value of nearly 100 billion U.S. dollars on its first day of trading on Wall Street. The valuation puts Coinbase ahead of many well-known firms, such as the oil giant BP. Here's the BBC's Samira Hussein. Coinbase is the largest exchange for so-called cryptocurrencies in the United States. It trades currencies such as Bitcoin and Ethereum, which are not issued by any government and exist only as digital files. Coinbase promotes itself as a way for investors to be involved in the cryptocurrency sector without having to own the individual currencies, which are highly volatile and often very expensive. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning. Welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chiverton. Your co-host today is Nixie Lamb. Nixie, good morning to you. Good morning. Today, National Security Education Day and wastewater from Fukushima. Well, today marks the launch of the first National Security Education Day events organised by the Committee for Safeguarding National Security of the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region. The event, with the theme of Uphold National Security and Safeguard Our Home, Improve Electoral System, Ensure Patriots Administering Hong Kong, aims to raise Hong Kong residents' awareness on national security create a positive atmosphere of national security, enhance the capacity to fend off national security risks, deepen understanding of the national constitution, the basic law and national security, and foster national identity. In adverts all over the media and the front page of every newspaper, we're encouraged to learn about political security, homeland security, military security, economic security, cultural security, social security, technological security, cyber security, ecological security, resource security, nuclear security, overseas interest security, biosecurity, space security, deep sea security and polar security. There will be an opening ceremony and seminar, community and school mosaic wall activities as well as open days for academies of discipline services and a national security exhibition. What do you make of this? Who is it for? Will it achieve its desired effect? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, backchat at rthk.hk. You can call us on 233882. Six six and after nine fifteen, as I say, we'll be discussing Japan's plans to release into the sea more than a million tons of contaminated water from the destroyed Fukushima nuclear station. Joining us for our first topic now, we have uh, Holok Sang, a senior research fellow at the Pan Sutong Economic Policy Research Institute at Lingnan University. Uh, Professor Ho, good morning to you. Uh, good morning. Thank you very much indeed for for joining us. My, my first sort of question about about the the. Um, this uh, National Security Education Day, is, is who is it for? Is it for children? Is it for adults? Is it for both? I think it's definitely for both. Uh, it's really important for Hong Kong people to understand what uh, national security is all about. And especially uh, in my mind, uh, people have to understand the, uh, the political system on the mainland and how it differs you know, from the Western system. And uh, uh, the, the logic behind it, uh, its uh, potential benefits and potential pitfalls, and how to uh, guard against those pitfalls, and how to enhance the, uh, its uh, uh, advantages. But nothing in the literature that I've seen actually talks about the political system on the mainland, though. Yeah, I think that is, a, that, 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 that is something that they have overlooked. 
But I think that is really fundamental, you know, because uh, uh, the uh, all the so-called political or social unrest, okay, in the last uh, few years, uh, it has to do with people's uh, lack of understanding about the political system. They they thought that the political system is authoritarian, and with the CCP in place, uh, Hong Kong people cannot have freedom. And I think that is a, a, a total misunderstanding. Uh, or distortion of the picture, and I think it's really important that people understand what what the, the CCP stands for. Is is it not authoritarian? Uh, I thought that would be a fairly neutral description. When you, yeah, I thought uh, when you have one organisation that, that controls sort of every idea, aspect. I, I guess, but uh, the the term authoritarian uh, it, it suggests that it, well, um, it's something dictated from above. You see, but uh, but that's true, that, isn't it? It's bottom. That is a bottom. That up is actually situation. not but, but, true. Okay. Um, in what sense is it bottom up? Tell, tell us. The, the, the whole system is that the 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 citizens actually have uh, a lot of the ways to actually give up, uh, give like if uh, their advice and stuff, and going through a quite a very lengthy process. And currently, I'm actually reading a book, trying to understand. So basically, I'm pretty Western educated, and the whole idea of like. Um, um, how to manage um, a city is basically a little bit, well, not a little bit, it's, it's, the whole fundamental ideology is a bit different. So the book is called A Red, a red Swan. So other than, uh, other than the, uh, rather than Black Swan is a Red Swan. So I'm trying to understand that. One thing is very interesting that uh, they actually mentioned that the trial and error uh, process on trying to figure out a policy um, they basically pick uh, some location Sorry, they, or some age they group. Is, they is uh, Chinese government. Yeah. So some so, so as a government, basically the, you need that's to. That's the, the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, if you want to try something, some policy. So the party tries go, something. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't just go to say I'm gonna do this in the whole China. Sometimes they pick a particular age group or particular industry, and and just 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 do the trial and error situations. And and just just make sure and and let people try. So it's basically like the um, say the bicycle rental thingy, or the uh, the the electronic payment thingy that we've seen. Um, people will try, and then some of them will fail, and then those those will be eliminated, rather than what were in most in the most uh, Western situation where they will have a law first, so they make a law situation proper before all those trial and error. So it's, it's just like a, a different ways of things. I'm trying to, I'm still trying to figure out, um, I, I only read t up to chapter three. As you say, I it's not, it's not included that, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the national security education. I, I think, um, well, well my, my, uh, my views for this national security education is that, well, first of all, it's, it's quite a delayed situation in Hong Kong where this thing is actually happened in what uh, Xi Jinping actually mentioned about uh, the, 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 the idea that people need to be aware of national security in 2014. Then uh, the day actually uh, confirmed to be the 15th of April, where what, for how many years in Hong Kong we haven't actually heard about it. Last year on this day, I posted about this um, day in the morning on my Facebook page. 
I see the government officials posting about this day in the afternoon. So <laughs> you see the problem is they don't think that it's very, quite important up until what has been happening in 2019 and 2020. It seems like they need a big push to, to know what is important. I think national security is something that a lot of people doesn't really care about in Hong Kong. Um, I had a little like a debate with uh, with uh, with Lo Kun Chong in 2018 about that uh, that ideology, and they're saying, "Oh, I'm just saying, I'm just planning. It's not that it's not a proper planning, but we have a plan online and things like that. It's just something that you you, you shouldn't do, and a lot of the government around well around the world wouldn't allow you to do. So the the concept of it, uh, the the awareness of it, is, is something that. Uh, we sort of like try to bring awarenesses about national security. I mean, that, that lengthy introduction that you just did here, I think that's important. I mean, a lot of people doesn't really have a deep down understanding of what is national security and what does that include? Um, I've read about something that is really interesting yesterday about national security. They gave an example about um, the Brazilian turtles. And it was like, why is it related to national security? And because it's endangering the environment if you have that, you just throw that into the sea and trying to make them survive and things like that. So you, something that you need to read about and research about sometimes and try to understand the whole situation. Is it different in China than other countries? Because I've, I've never seen a campaign like, or even heard of a campaign like this anywhere else in the world. I think um, what I'm, well, well, it's not that I'm an expert in this, this part. I'm just very interested in reading those information. But what I've read about is that, well, it seems like a lot of people, including me, doesn't really understand the whole concept of it. But it seems that it's, it's very important, something that you need to be cared about. Like, it just, Sorry, but again, is, is, it, is there anything comparable anywhere in the world, this, this sort of national security, I think uh, the, this, I did, this, this concept of national security? I, I'm not really sure. I mean, I haven't actually done any study about well, comparing Well, do, do you know? I mean, yeah. because um, some people say, oh, this is every, every place is concerned with national security. This is just like anywhere else. And the screening process and the laws against secession and so on are just comparable to those that you'd find all over the world in democracies uh, and so on. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't know. Do you, do you know of any kind of effort for national security education that's uh, like this anywhere in the world? I think uh, everywhere is concerned about national security, that is for sure. Uh, but uh, how to ensure it and what it stands for, it's, uh, it, it's not exactly universal. You know, in particular, China's political system is so different from the Western political system. And uh, so for the, polit uh, for the um, uh, Western societies, uh, uh, the, the need to protect the political system uh, like that you know, on the mainland doesn't exist. It never comes up. But in the case of uh, China, uh, because its political system is so different, and people don't understand it, and people uh, uh, thought that it is authoritarian, it's not democratic, and so on, but actually uh, that is entirely a distortion of the true picture. The true picture is that... Uh, uh, First of all, there's a peaceful transition of power from, from one uh, group of uh, leaders to another group of leaders. And, uh, and of course, people say that, oh, it's always the CCP that is, uh, that, that is uh, 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 ruling. But the CCP, the composition of the CCP is, changes all the time. And it's, you know, it's got 
Um, uh, 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 yeah, okay, we're talking about kind of a, you know, we're talking about national security and the sort of comparison, yeah, international uh, comparison uh, to national security. Basic to the national security, I'm saying is that, you know, they also emphasize political security, and people don't understand what exactly is political security. The fact is that uh, uh, it, um, uh, national security is based on political security as far as China is concerned, you know, because the political system is unique. To be honest, Holok saying. I mean, to be honest, when 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 you see this this emphasis on national security and this enormous list of aspects, I mean, like polar security, we're encouraging encouraging through these adverts and everyone to concentrate on polar security and so on. The message it gives to me is insecurity. Is that why are you having to say all this? Other places don't seem to don't seem to have to go to these enormous lengths. Well, you see, the fact is that the, uh, you know the. The Chinese leadership has a, an overall picture, has a better idea of the overall picture, and has a much longer view into the future. It's not like the, than, than uh, who? the political party Sorry, than who? in the West, okay. which has got, you know, the, the, the focus is on uh, getting into power uh, and staying in power for, for the next four years or five years, depending on the, uh, on the country. You see, so... Uh, China's system is based on uh, a longer view and a, 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 a much big picture view of the of the country's interest. You see, yeah. and, and I think, how, I think, sorry, just to go back to the authoritarian point that you raised. I think the I think the the, the, the point would be made that it was is to be understood as authoritarian because the CCP controls every aspect. There there is no alternative. They control not, not the exactly. well. They control not the exactly. unions. They control the unions. They control the economy. They control the education. Uh, they control yeah. the military. They control the media. Yeah, um, but, all yeah. aspects. Everything. Everything under the, the sun. It comes under the the, the, the the communist party. That's, and yeah, and no one has access control. to what happens within the uh, Communist Party. I'm sorry. You see, a lot of a lot of initiatives uh, that are, uh, that that the, uh, the the CCP has taken uh, uh, is after a lot of consultation. For example, in the, in regard to, for example, uh, poverty alleviation. Okay, when when the CCP wants to go to do uh, uh, poverty alleviation, there's a lot of consultation. Uh, through different levels of government and also uh, outside the government. And with all that consultation, then they came up with some kind of idea, some kind of consensus, and then they uh, make it through uh, the entire country and ensure that everybody supports it. Yeah. You know? uh, well, I don't know about everyone supporting it, but I think the point about the authoritarian is that there is one source of power. I mean, this is this is the boast of the Communist Party. It's not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not misrepresenting the, them. The, the, the communi- it's the Communist that, Party above all. So you have this one. Have, can I finish, please? You have, uh, so you have one single organisation that is not transparent. Leadership, and you have to. So you have to support the consensus. Well, nobody knows what's happening in the Communist Party unless you're a member of the Communist Party. That's true, isn't it? As, as I said, uh, That's true. You, you have to you have to break down uh, policy making into the, the different uh, stages, and uh, actually, as was mentioned before uh, uh, by the other co-host, uh, when there's a policy initiative, they always try it, uh, experiment with it uh, uh, locally in different places, and then they. If it works, then it is uh, 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 the decision has been made, then it will uh, be uh, 
put forward for the entire country. Okay. Uh, well, uh, uh, well, can I can I ask about this? The the, the just the look of the the national going back to the National Security Education Day. I was just quite kind of interested. So it's so all the, all the, um, the the presentation is is done like a, a classroom, isn't it? That there's a uh, the, it's like a university badge. Is it like yeah. a, the badge itself? <laughs> yeah, the, badge. <laughs> the badge itself is kind of very non-threatening, isn't it? There's no national Why symbols there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just like a university badge. It's like really a university. Like there's there's books. There's a there's a, a uh, some uh, other logos and the, there's like, a chalkboard like, or something like that. There's yeah, no yeah. national symbols. Yeah, no national symbols yeah, at yeah. all. If you look carefully, one of the building the, the, the the PLA building is fairly prominent and it has the star oh, on it? it. Yeah, so there's a tiny little. It's kind a study of, the logo quite a bit. <laughs> kind of reference there. Well, I'm just kind of interested. And and the actual and the um, the advert the uh, mm. the TV advert mm. for example has has a. Has people walking around in slow motion, smiling, yeah. uh, and then it and then it concludes with three generations of people in a house, uh, and they're looking at a picture of the of the logo that a child has drawn, and they're all very very happy. They're smiling be- as they look at this picture. As the, all the Hong Kong government ads, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty old yeah, school yeah. Hong Kong government what? ad style. Do you think? I mean, Holok Sang, is that? Yeah, as you say, it is very. I mean, it's, that's quite colonial, <laughs> they, they, they isn't do, it? I mean, a, it looks they, like they a do all stomach. the ads like that. I think they need to make it more interesting sometimes. I mean, it, I'm not sure whether it's the uh, how they put up the uh, how they recruit those teams or or or, or they just you just cannot jump out of the box and things like that. I mean, like things like National Security Day, Education Day. Um, well, maybe you can make it more fun and and just do some like. Like program like joint program with some like TV stations to try to make it more interesting and people I mean it's it's about the idea that oh okay this is national security that kind of thing I mean that the whole advert didn't actually give you that whole idea is just a well it's just a, an ordinary Hong Kong government ads because it literally doesn't it treat you like a child. <laughs> I mean the whole the whole school thing <laughs> okay, you're is treating from that the angle. population <laughs> is treating you like a child and the adverts well, well, are, are infantilizing well, well, it's treating well, to be honest, we are like a child on national security in Hong Kong that a lot of people doesn't understand. And they think, well, it's okay to promote independence in a way. We're just trying to say it. I mean, Chris, you mentioned about like, like last week that he's saying, oh, oh no. We no, are ignorant children. Person. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 not, not that ignorant children. Just that, I mean, it's something that it lays a foundation on, okay, these are the things that maybe you should look at. Then you, you, if you have time, you, you, you go and look at it and, okay, okay, this is the, the an example. I think most important in the national security education is the examples. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, the, the, the lengthy list that you actually mentioned, I mean, people listen and then people will forget. So what is important are all those examples. So I think... Um, that's why I, I resort to the Chinese um, information about this National um, uh, Security Education Day is that they gave you examples. Yeah, I think that, that's the, the merits of it. What, what do you think about the tone of it and the, the style of it, Herlock Sang? Yes, I think uh, um, actually there's a misunderstanding about uh, CCP propaganda. A lot of people thought that uh, uh, the CCP propaganda is very effective, very... Uh, uh, um, um, you know that it's uh, uh, doing so so well, and we have to guard against it, and so on. You see, but in actual fact, the Western propaganda, political propaganda, is much much more successful than the CCP uh, political propaganda, and uh, um, and I think the 
the, 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 the Chinese leaders need to understand that and, and have to change the ways of, uh, of educating or, or publicizing uh, about the political system on the mainland. They, they're doing a very lousy job, and so, so there's so much misunderstanding. And even, uh, e- even some of the official uh, uh, statements you know, are, are so uh, dry and uh, not interesting, and uh, people, people just uh, um, uh, ignore it. Mm-hmm. So it's not very effective at all, and so I think they have to rethink the the entire way of uh, of uh, projecting the image, you know. And I think that is the the main pitfall, as okay. far as I, I can see. I, I should say we did a good job in terms of mm-hmm. uh, uh, public policy, very effective, you know. Uh, but uh, in terms of uh, uh, telling people how it does things, uh, that's not 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 very effective at all. I, I should say we did try very hard to get somebody from the to to talk about this some some. Rep- Representative, uh, and I tried, and personally, and the the producer tried, and we tried to get somebody from the bureau. Uh, nobody was available after mm. repeated attempts to uh, to to uh, to get anyone. Uh, uh, okay, here's some comments. Jay says most people love their country. My son was born in Hong Kong. He's a Hong Kong person, or because Hong Kong is part of China, he's a China person. He could be a patriot and love his country, and he also knows the Chinese national anthem and is being taught Hong Kong China education. But because he has foreign parents, he cannot have a car to go to China, even though. Who's born in Hong Kong. So is there something not fair here to those born in Hong Kong? Vic says, I am a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. Check my bank account. Still financially challenged. Repeatedly screaming a lie over rooftops doesn't make it a truth. Good day. That is from uh, Vic. Uh, Eric says, why is the National Security Day only targeted to Chinese-speaking people? Yeah. The website doesn't have English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I presume that it must mean that, A, the fact there is still no official English or other language, Philippine yeah. Danish I'm version of NSL. The national security law does not apply to foreigners residing in Hong Kong. Uh, the national security law applies to everybody in the world. Uh, why not have today's guest presenter uh, on with uh, Steve Vines? <laughs> we have to keep them apart. Uh, what is eco security? Well, check, go to the, uh, you can Google Translate the website. Yeah, the turtle case. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, that's uh, eco security. Keep up the good work, RTHK3. That's from uh, Eric. Uh, Alan says uh, NSL Day uh, demonstrates the intolerance, paranoia, and xenophobia of the CCP. It's transparently clear that national security actually means Xi Jinping is supreme. All the black hand stroke independence conspiracy garbage is a pretext to destroy political opposition. Like during the Cultural Revolution, you can make everyone sing the same song out of fear, but only a few zealots believe it in their hearts. Hong Kong people are sophisticated, realistic and cynical. They're not easily fooled and are impatient with the insincere BS of this crude propaganda. Yeah, that's uh, why we need an English version. <laughs> get some better propaganda going. <laughs> Uh, Matthew says, in Hong Kong, we, uh, in Hong Kong, these we need to translate the barrage of twisted dystopian CCP speak, which bombards us daily into its real meaning. The best rule of thumb for doing this is that whenever we hear the government or a patriot using words like China, Chinese or nation, then simply replace these words with CCP. This is because the party love to falsely claim that China and its people are synonymous with and internally inseparable from them and their one party dictatorship. Hence, National Security Education Day and the National Security Law itself is about security of the CCP's one party dictatorship over the nation and not the nation itself. Therefore, it will be more appropriately referred to as CCP Security Education Day. If the party and patriots could be just honest rather than manipulative about these things and demonstrate their benefits for dictatorship, 
uh, brings. I think they could get a lot further in winning respect and and support. Holok Sang, as I mentioned, so they've avoided very much kind of national symbols or um, any any but the very very slight kind of references to to the party and to to, to sort of national identity in in all the in all the presentations for this National Security Education Day. But do you think they should have done more then? Do you, because I think I think they're probably they scared of do, do they, they don't want to scare to, people. To, to educate people about the political system on the mainland, hmm. uh, to to tell people how how does uh, you know the uh, making more transparent. Okay, the transition of leadership and uh, uh, letting people know that the uh, the, the party itself uh, is really very much amorphous. You know, and it's got nine over 90 million members you know so everybody can be a member and uh, you no know, that's not true you people, sorry you know? not not everyone can be a member if you have of course you, you need to agree to serving the people and of course abide abiding by the some of the guidelines which no is but you still you still you still can't people. not anyone can join the party until you have to go through a process yeah denied for membership i'm sorry who is denied for membership? Uh, lots, not of people, sure. <laughs> lots of people. You, you, not everyone can join the party. In, in uh, a, a lot more people can join the party today than before. And uh, yeah, but uh, you can't. The, not the everyone. Line you is can't that just you have to agree to the uh, to, 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 to the uh, idea of serving the people. Well, they have to approve of you as well. Yeah, they, they check your background, of course. They check your background to see whether whether you 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 you. you you, you, you genuinely abide by those uh, uh, principles. So it's not true to say that anyone can join the party? Uh, well, it's just like... Uh, um, um, Have you, a chance, when maybe. When you try to join, <laughs> uh, say, the Democratic Party in Hong Kong, or, or, or you, you know, they, 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 all, they also check, check whether you, you truly mm. abide, you know, uh, by the, um, um, the, the principles. Okay. We're out of time. We've got a break for the news now at 9 o'clock. Uh, Holok Sang, thank you very much indeed for, for uh, joining us. Uh, uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Chris Yang after the news at 9. Also going to be talking about uh, that proposal to uh, throw away the wastewater from uh, Fukushima. What do you think of that? Drop us a line. Box packed at rthk.hk. The weather cloudy with a few rain patches. Uh, temperatures up to 24 degrees. 22 degrees, the latest readings. And the relative humidity is now at 88%. <laughs> Assurances that the benefits outweigh the risks. It's the first European country to do so. The head of the National Health Board said there was a correlation with rare blood clots. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is Back Chat on a Thursday morning. It's uh, National Security Education Day. You might have seen uh, adverts uh, all over the press and uh, TV and so on. There's a series of uh, events uh, which will be uh, organised today. I'm sure we'll see those in, uh, covered in the media later as well. We're talking about uh, national security and the National Security Education Day. Uh, we were joined by Holok Sang uh, in the first part of the programme. We were joined now by uh, Chris Young, who's uh, a political analyst and uh, chief writer with Citizen news later we're also going to be talking about uh, fukushima uh, you may have read that uh, mm. japan plans to release into the sea more than a million tons of contaminated water from the um, destroyed uh, nuclear power station there we'll be uh, talking to uh, an academic about the uh, rights and wrongs of that uh, without talking about 
Godzilla. Uh, our email address <laughs> is backchat.hk.hk. Our telephone number is 233-88266 if you want to uh, pick up the line and join the conversation, or you can email backchat.rthk.hk. Okay, uh, we've got some emails relating to uh, discussions earlier in the week, which we'll uh, maybe put before our to- two topics uh, today. On the national security legislation, oh, sorry, the national security uh, education day, Simon says, uh, uh, similar education drives to today's NSL Day were carried out in Nazi Germany in the 1930s and in China during the Cultural Revolution. It's good to hear Nixie has started to educate herself on CCP's China. The next stage will be for her to compare theory with practice, say by asking villages how they engage with decision-making as per chapters 1 to 3 in her book. There are lots of good aspirations in the Chinese constitution which are conveniently ignored by those in power, just like the basic law. I think the book is a Red Swan that you were, you, you were talking yeah. about. Uh, Simon says, finally, uh, Holok Sang refers to transfer of power. Recent changes made by President Xi have removed all the safeguards put in place by the CCP after the issues which arose with Chairman Mao. We now have a leader for life again. That comes from Simon. Uh, email backchat at rthk.hk. Agree or disagree? Uh, Chris Young, good morning to you. Uh, good morning to you. So, so uh, you know, it's very high profile, uh, at least the, uh, the National Security uh, Education Day. Uh, Though not so high that we were able to get anyone to, to join <laughs> to join this discussion. Uh, what, what do you make of it? Uh, it's, it's a kind of unusual thing in Hong Kong, isn't it? Well, uh, that will become usual, uh, usual and uh, what we call now uh, new normal, new uh, national security um, now uh, almost covers um, everything um, and also important because uh, there's a law on national security now and some people are facing um, charges of, say, national security for what they have said or done um, in, the, in, in the past. They have already learned a painful lesson. And uh, so uh, today's uh, so-called education day, um, I think um, so I think it's really important. I'm not talking about uh, satire uh, because of being satirical, because uh, that could be also dangerous uh, these, these days. But, but realistically, um, um, it's important for uh, people or for the government to tell the people what is national security? And, and, and perhaps more important, what is not national security? Because uh, since the law took effect in July last year, it, it seems that the national security covers almost everything. The latest is uh, casting a blank vote, um, or so-called inciting others to do so, um, could violate the law, and that could be that could also well uh, end up uh, violating the national security law. Some slogans uh, could violate the national security law. A piece of artwork now uh, uh, being collected by M Plus uh, could be related to national security. Oscar, uh, it happens every year. A live podcast of Oscar could become national security when, say, some nominations uh, are, are being criticized as, say, anti-China or China unfriendly to, to, to China. So um, I think there's, um, there's, a, there's a lot of anxieties, fears, perhaps a feeling of terror, I think, these days about um, national security. 
Um, just like uh, an example, I, 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 I think there's a clear trend or wave of migration. Uh, uh, some, some of my friends, I think they are young parents with young children. Um, um, uh, they, they told me honestly that um, they are worried about what their children learn in schools, in particular those relating to national security. And secondly, they are also worried about their children, say, um, say uh, crossing the red line of national security unintentionally, uh, say, in their, um, well, um, in their grown, grown up process. So, um, they vote with their feet. Um, so, I, uh, that's why I would say, um, if, say, the government wants to educate the people about national security, uh, perhaps it's more important now to tell them what is not national security. Freedom of expression uh, is not national security. Um, there's still a lot of uh, room for freedom of expression. But, but unfortunately now, I think um, um, the government likes to say balance these days. Uh, but the balance between national security and freedom of expression, I think it's just um, uh, nowhere to be found. Uh, I think that's a, that's a problem. Do you, do you think that the Hong Kong people uh, were lacking uh, information, a sense of national security? Well, uh, I have I, I, I to disagree. I think over 90% of Hong Kong people are Chinese. And in the past decades, during the 80s, of course, um, there were anxieties. There was a wave of migration. They, um, they fear, to me, they fear more about a Communist Party than about, say, um, uh, their national identity. Um, um, I, I, I think uh, over the lot of occasions, the 2008 Olympics, um, the uh, Sichuan earthquake, uh, all these uh, floods in East China in the past decades, Hong Kong people show patriotism. And um, we... Patriotic we doesn't mean that they know national security. Sorry? I mean, p- being patriotic doesn't mean that they understand the concept of national security. Well, um, I think it's a different thing, isn't it? Different thing. Yeah. Maybe, uh, I mean, patriotism. Yeah. Patriotism is a love country. Am I correct? Yeah, but national, Le- national sec- understanding the concept of national security, right? including homeland security, or even something mentioned about in the list, ecological security is something that you need to learn. I mean, a lot of people can't. I mean, being patriotic doesn't grant you the the idea exactly, of understanding the concept of I national exactly security. That's a, that's a, Security. Mm. The law say, uh, well, well, we 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 don't debate about uh, say the provisions or the articles or how it was written. I think that is for the legal experts to do so. Um, but if a law is way and broad and could uh, could and could mean everything, uh, could mean about ecology or climate. I, I don't think a lot of people could imagine that, um, say, um, uh, uh, live broadcast of uh, Oscars could now be nowhere to be seen on, say, um, on our licensed uh, TV stations because of um, certain nominations and because of the criticisms of some nominations. Isn't that uh, going too far? Um, uh, 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 
I think you, that's you, up to you, TVB. No one, there's no law against uh, broadcasting the Oscars. Well, um, and you can see, I, well, you can I, watch I, them on the internet, online. probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I Who cares what's on TVB? I agree. I think uh, uh, that's exactly the problem. Uh, what we call the chilling effect uh, of national security law. So not just the law itself, but the chilling effect that the law um, has. Which is in fact quite powerful. Uh, I think what's uh, most powerful is some, when. <laughs> some books, well, some books are nowhere to be seen on uh, at public libraries now, and um, and and people uh, change their social media platform to avoid, say, uh, their messages. They change back to Facebook uh, for your or <laughs> like yeah. They change well, maybe that, and then they change back to Facebook. Well, that's the reality. Uh, I think that, that happened. That happened. I think those. Uh, that those happened are real. because there's uh, that there's there's a trend, and then people follow the trend without thinking. So people are well, people do so without thinking. Um, well, maybe maybe people now they're left, back. Well, people leaving Hong <laughs> That's Kong a lot of people thinking, predicted. Yes, uh, maybe yes, yes, um, and those are uh, a lot of them are educated people, and, uh, and? they are worried about the education and. Uh, well, yes, there's a lot of people are worried about education as well in Hong Kong. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not a one plus one equals two kind of situation. I mean, a lot of people are also very worried about their kids. I mean, a lot of my friends will mention, well, what they have to bring their kids back to some, some other, go go to other places to study because they don't, they don't trust the Hong Kong system anymore. Why are the, are the, the, the teachers trying to uh, bring them to the front line in a way? And something, a lot of people are having different ideas. It's, I mean. You cannot keep on giving on that example as as a whole representing Hong Kong, I and mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, as well, basically, you have to excel from looking looking at issues only pinpointing down into a Hong Kong perspective. I mean, National Security Education Day is something that is national, and uh, maybe you should need look a bit further outside Hong Kong, isn't it? Well, uh, yes, I think uh, if you're, I think you're right. People are, um, do not think Hong Kong systems um, is in good shape, and um, who who makes the policies, who decides <laughs> the system? I think is well, uh, you know better than I do. And <laughs> well, I think I think individuals have no right to change the system. Now the NPC changed the electoral system. They introduced introduced the national security law. And, um, and, 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 and Hong Kong legislature, uh, your friends, uh, your party was not uh, involved. Uh, perhaps the only uh, Tam Yu-chung who sits on the uh, NPC's uh, standing committee. Well, uh, perhaps um, uh, close to seven points. Then why is that? Why, why this did. happened? I mean, basically, well, because the, like the, the pandemic, trust, well, I, I, I don't call them. Trust Hong Kong people. And, uh, why? Why they don't trust it? You have to look at the reason why. You are well, legislators well, uh, we were bringing why? rioters to the streets and yelled at the policemen and inciting people to go on, like searching people's personal informations and doing a lot of those stuff. Why does it happen? Why the Chinese government have to do, have to have to help and rerun the, the whole situation in Hong Kong? Well, uh, I, I, I don't think it's meaningful to uh, go into um, the 2019. You, well, you bring social, up that social, first. Social, social movement. <laughs> you bring up the election reform first. 
Okay, well let's let's go to to uh, to, to comments uh, from uh, listeners um, uh, on this uh, on the topic of uh, national security uh, education before we before we wrap it up. Uh, Henry says on Facebook, I, I remember Tarkung Pao published pages explaining national security for many years, but because of the prejudice or stigma on Tarkung Pao, uh, people just ignored it or swept it under the carpet. Many Westerners just don't understand China. China practices democracy very much. Just think, how can a dictator decree good policies that can lead the country to such a position with no detailed consultation. State leaders frequently go to different places to do detailed studies. Henry says national security is very important. In addition to political or territorial security, it includes food security, health security, etc. The activities will help raise the awareness of national security. Rome is not built in one day and it takes years to build up a strong culture and a deep sense of national security. In the terrible riots in recent years, we saw many students with no or wrong sense of national security and the harm their riot activities it's had on them, Hong Kong and motherland. Some were led by their teachers, stroke media, stroke legal professionals, etc., to commit terrorist activities like throwing bombs and had to go to jail, ruining forever their future. The government has an urgent duty to help younger generation here as they will help govern Hong Kong uh, in future. TC says, what's the point of studying the national constitution when the ones in power don't follow it? Do citizens in the PRC actually enjoy constitutionally protected freedoms? And Marcus says, National Security Education Day just smacks of total insecurity and paranoia of illegitimacy by a totalitarian one-party state. Does any other country, except China and North Korea, I'd imagine, have to celebrate such boring, boring bureaucratic nonsense? Please name even one. That comes uh, from uh, Marcus. Uh, Leslie Ann says, please ask Nixie Lamb to stop interrupting. Uh, that's, um, why I'm, that's why I'm here for that's her job. <laughs> yes, my uh, job. <laughs> CW says the triads operating in Hong Kong, where do they fit into national security? Uh, uh, Matthew says, surprise, surprise, Holok Sang again explaining National Security Day to us. Can Holok Sang offer any insight as to why no relevant government department or officials will come on back chat to talk about this or any other topic, leaving us with only him and Andrew Lung? Uh, is it a directive from the Central Liaison Office or is there another uh, explanation? Uh, and Andrew says, listening to the Holok Sang and Nixie double act this morning was like some kind of dystopian Monty Python sketch. Quote, a peaceful transition of power from one group of leaders to another. It's not just the one party. By abolishing the system put in place by Deng Xiaoping to avoid a repeat of Mao and removing term limits, it's also the one guy now, for life. In fairness, fully 99.8% of delegates voted for this move with a couple of abstentions. Presumably this is the, quote, democracy your double act this morning were alluding to. The only way there won't be a peaceful transition of power now on the mainland is if she uh, develops some sort of split personality disorder and falls out with himself. Honestly, listen to logic being tortured mercilessly like this hurts my head uh says uh andrew uh thank you very much indeed for uh joining us this morning uh chris young oh okay here's some more uh emails let's quickly uh go to these um uh let's see uh, John says, uh, why is Nixie the loser from DC elections even here on Backchap? The Regina Ip is close, <laughs> correct. I've been here more than a year. <laughs> yeah, and fire all these losers. It's becoming a loser show. That comes from uh, John. Jay says, lower schools, there should be no security issues. If there are issues, they are teacher-student discipline issues. And the heads of the Education Bureau should sort it out, uh, not the government. And uh, Emery says, interesting 
comparison. Figures may be out of date. In 2019, uh, I, I can't vouch for these figures at all, but this is what Emirates says. Okay. In 2019, there were 93 billionaires in China's legislature. In 2020, the wealthiest member of USA's Congress worth was 324 million. Security for who? That comes uh, from uh, Emirates. Christian, thank you very much indeed for, 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 for joining us this morning. Once again, our email back chat at rthk. Uh, .hk. Uh, uh, finally today, we wanted to turn to the issue, as I mentioned, of um, uh, Fukushima. This is the uh, decision by um, the uh, authorities there uh, uh, to uh, dilute um, uh, some of the nuclear waste uh, that they have and to release it uh, into the sea. We're joined now by Nigel Marks, Associate Professor in the School of Electrical Engineering, Computing and Mathematical Sciences at Curtin University in, uh, in Australia. Uh, Professor Marks, good morning to you. Uh, good morning. Good day. Thank you very much indeed for, for joining us. Where do you stand on this this, this proposal? Uh, because um, the authorities in, in Japan say it's, uh, it's acceptable, and I understand the international uh, 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 nuclear authorities uh, more or less are on board with it. What, what's your take? It's, it's one of those things that uh, looks terrible, but it, they're actually doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's difficult to explain to people, and the International Atomic Energy Agency obviously has uh, been looking very closely at it. And it's, uh, Japan is uh, essentially forced to do something very unusual. Uh, but I think the reality is that if the other countries had found themselves in the same terrible situation as Japan is, they would have come to the same conclusion. So it's a, a terrible decision for the, the government to, to have to make because it looks so bad. But in reality, it won't do anything. It's nothing like what happened you know, back at, uh, almost exactly 10 years ago when there was uh, enormous uncontrolled release of uh, radiation. It's, uh, it's a completely different kettle of fish now. There are alternatives, though, aren't there? The alternatives would be to to concentrate the, as I understand it, to concentrate this rather than dilute it and then store it until there, we have a better way of dealing with it. Quite a few other options. Yeah, unfortunately that's actually not true. Um, there's no... Like, most of the, uh, the... The water that's being stored at Fukushima has already had the vast majority of the... The, the toxic radioisotopes removed through a, a filtration process. And the, the main source of uh, radioactivity that's left is a form of uh, radioactive hydrogen, uh, which, is, uh, which is stuck in the water. It, its name is tritium, although most people wouldn't have mm. heard of it. And you, it's extremely difficult to remove the, the tritium uh, from the water. You could do it if you had a beaker's worth in your lab, but not on the scale that they have. So there's no, there actually is no technology to concentrate uh, the tritium uh, from the large tanks that they have. What, what's, so, uh, but how, uh, what's the half-life? I mean, could you just not keep it until it disappears, essentially? Uh, so the half-life of tritium is uh, 12 years. Uh, and could if you, you were just to keep wait it for around, you'd be probably looking years. at 24 something years. like 60 to 100. No, no, no. You're, uh, I, know, I know, I know, I know. I know the maths doesn't work. Yeah, I know. but I'm saying you keep it. You keep it for a, you keep it for a period uh, until it's for until it's. Years, but yeah, but that but that has a cost, and you've got to. It's a in principle, it's something that you could write on a piece of paper. You could do that, but uh, in practice, uh, the plant is already bursting at the seams, and you've got to ask yourself: uh, You're spending all this money, and and should you be spending it on something else? And in the case of uh, having enormous amounts of water and you know, tanks all over the countryside, it's, it, it really ends up being an absurd overreaction. Uh, and given that you've got the ocean just there, uh, 
And, and there is, the, the point, the, the hard thing is that there's radioactivity around us everywhere. Like every, everything we do involves radiation to some degree. It's just that we don't perceive it. But the idea, so, um, just one question, so a lot of people argue on, based on the idea that the, the, the ocean is actually a common ground where if they release it, then everybody has to share that. And uh, that's why a lot of people are, are not very happy about it, including the local fishery industry. And, and China. Like yeah, and China Russia. and Korea and, and things like that, and Southeast Asia regions. And what, what do you think? Is it because of cost-effective? I mean, this is a, the most cost-effective ways to, to do things, or, or why? I don't think it's a, a question of being cost-effective. I think mm -hmm. it's really the only practical option. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the argument of, of common ground is... Is, is compelling up to a point, uh, except that, w of course, we do that with all sorts of things everywhere mm. around the world in every every mine site or every, every even operating nuclear reactor that has to, you know, sometimes evaporates a, a little bit of tritium uh, that they can't get uh, get rid of. So it's the the real question is, uh, would it have any uh, any effect? Um, any from a, a scientific measurable point mm. uh, on the environment, and that answer is no. It won't. It wouldn't do anything. It's the kind of thing that that looks bad because it, it looks. People have the impression that you know you the amount of water of the reactor into to... the ocean, mm -hmm. but that's but that's not the case at all. So it's um it's it's a, it's one of these things that's it's it, it becomes very uh, emotive, mm -hmm. but it's uh, it's it's not really uh, uh, driven by logic. Um, so I, I feel I feel sorry for the the Japanese government. They, they have a, a, a terrible uh, situation. They find themselves. I feel terrible. The, the poor Fukushima fishermen. They must be uh, uh, terrified because they they want people to to eat their fish. Yeah. No um, more sushi. The, the fish will be fine. <laughs> there, there'll be nothing wrong with the fish. Um, because they'll be analysed to death. It's uh, it's just the reality of how they they get on with cleaning up the plant because they need to do many other things than just uh, treat this water. They need to uh, disassemble the reactors and, and put all the safely immobilise all the all the terrible damage. Well, there's a news that I found. Uh this year, uh, they found a radiated fish, I mean, a funny-looking fish in February this year. So around around those areas. Do, do you think it's related or, or it's just something that will happen to fishes anyway? I think, it's I think it's extremely unlikely. Mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, it's one of those things that... Um, you know, in popular culture, from uh, from shows like The Simpsons, people these, these things get picked up, but it's uh, it's extremely unlikely. And it's uh, it's one of the the things that uh, it's it's a, it's a sad thing about humans. When you look at the the handful of nuclear accidents that have been, and obviously the other big one before was Chernobyl, mm. uh, where that's become almost a wildlife sanctuary because there's no people there. Yeah. So the the animals are fine, uh, and in this case, the fish will be fine. Mm. Uh, and the government is being very conservative, like there's, there's, there's allowed limits for for radiation in water, we, you can't you can't avoid these things. It's just around us all the time. Like rocks, are, anyone who's got a granite bench top in their kitchen is exposing themselves to radiation. Um, and so that one more question: We don't install granite bench tops. Right. Uh, one more question: If the water is so safe, then why can't they recycle it and put into the well the agriculture system or, or drinking water or things like that? Why is why do you have to pour that? No one's saying. Yeah, no one's saying that you would take the water in the tank 
the tanks at the moment and mm-hmm. put it into an aquifer. That, that, the, the question, it's about dilution. Like, it's very much... Yeah, yeah. Well, um, well, they, 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 the, the Japanese government is saying that the water is, is so diluted that basically you can drink it. Uh, that's how they presented it. Then if it's so safe, then why, why, why not just bottle them and just sell the water as in, like, what, tourism hip ideas and things like that? Why not? I don't then, think there'd be much of a market. They would actually, be, of course, be diluting it with seawater, and I don't think anyone would seriously be suggesting to drink uh, seawater. Oh, like they... It's a, it's a... <laughs> no, the, the Japanese government <laughs> suggests I, 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 that I, I the water is drinkable. Very... <laughs> that's why. That's why you see a lot of arguments on that, uh, on that point online. <laughs> but I, I think those... They're, uh, they're rhetorical arguments as opposed to scientific arguments. So mm. the thing... What... what, what the, the real thing is to, to make these decisions is to look at how much radiation we have uh, from everyday life. I, I had a banana yesterday for, a, for lunch. Now, there's radioactivity in a, in a banana, but that doesn't stop me eating. It's a very healthy food. Um, every time I fly in a plane, well, I used to fly in planes a lot. I don't do that much now. I expose myself to radiation. Um, mm. Here in Australia, we have underground water. If you have a shower in that, you're exposed to radiation. Mm. Um, I have a medical condition that requires me to have x-rays and I, I willingly expose myself to that. So we have radiation around us uh, all the time and, and the radiation in these tanks at Fukushima is extremely well uh, understood and studied and with the appropriate seawater dilution it just drops away to being exactly the same as everything else that we experience in everyday life and that we never even think twice about. Okay, here's a comment on our Facebook page. Maybe you could just address this finally, uh, Professor Marks. Um, Henry says, I could not understand why Japan, which had been nuclear bombed, decided to release contaminated water to the sea. Anyone with common sense knows it will affect humankind through the food chain via fish. The half-life of relevant radioactive materials is very long. USSR did not discharge contaminated stuff into the sea after the Chernobyl disaster. Why didn't Japan learn from Russian experience here? US response is intriguing and hypocritical. Global Times published an article that shows the US on the 4th of March issued an alert, quote, detention without physical examination of products from Japan due to radioactive contamination, unquote, encompassing a wide range of agricultural meat, dairy and sea products from Japan. After Japan's announcement on the 13th of April, US quickly thanked Japan for its efforts. From the dates of the release of the two documents and that the alert covers products likely to be contaminated by Japanese contaminated water, one highly suspect US was informed well in advance could have made other undisclosed safety precautions and or have a secret agreement with Japan uh, on this. Uh, the the implication being that the um, that the US is helping the Japan to to uh, cover up um, radioactive contamination. Any comment on oh, that? I think that's a that's a that's a crazy comment. Um, that take me hours to go through. <laughs> we have more crazy <laughs> ones. An almost set of things. But I, to be honest, I, I think people like myself. So I, I used to. I, I now work in a university, but I did used to. You know, my office was within 100 metres of a nuclear reactor. And, and all of those things that are raised, I, 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 like I said, I could talk for hours. But um, I'll just say that the first thing that really struck me is people making crazy comparisons with other, other places. So um, but the first thing is that there's, it, it's wrong to say that um, these things will definitely cause uh, health effects. But the true thing is it will definitely cause no health effects. So from a scientific point of view, a dilute amount of radiation in the sea will do absolutely nothing. Like, that's a guaranteed scientific fact. 
So the next thing is for why it would be different to uh, to Chernobyl. Well, the, anyone if anyone goes onto Google Maps and has a look where Chernobyl is, it's in the it's middle of the sea, uh, yes. Eastern Europe. So it's it's just a completely irrelevant comparison. So in the case of the the Fukushima accident, like every well, there's there's been really two big nuclear accidents, and you could put you know Three Mile Island in a, in a slightly uh, different category. Um, they're very unique things, and so you have to look at the the situation that happened. And in the case of the tsunami, the uh, the reactors were flooded with seawater, which obviously you would never do under normal situation, mm. and it's just created. Um, in a decade's worth of, uh, of water that you need to, that you do your best to, to filter out the, the radioactive nasties, which they've done. And the thing that's left, or the main thing that's left, which is, uh, which is tritium, which, uh, mm. as far as I know, has done, has, has, has never hurt, <laughs> hurt a soul in the world. Like if you compare it to driving a car or, you know, falling off your bike, it's just an absurd comparison to, to call tritium, you know, something toxic that enters the food chain. It's just, it's laughable. So it's not as though anyone's covering it up. They have a unique problem that requires uh, a unique solution. And the, the International Atomic Energy Agency is an extremely transparent organisation. They, they call a spade a spade. So um, this has been the, one of the, the good things about international cooperation is that you know, with the exception of parts of the world that have nuclear weapons ambitions, um, everyone's very open because it's in the entire industry's interest to not hide anything. So... Um, yeah, I I understand people have these 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 strong opinions that there's some horrendous cover up, but it's it's not the case. Okay, well, thank you very much indeed for for joining us, uh, Nigel Marks, associate professor in the School of Electrical Engineering, Computing, and Mathematical Sciences at Curtin University in Australia. Thank you very much indeed. Just uh, on on that top, uh, topic, uh, Alan says complaints by China about contamination of the ocean are pretty hypocritical, considering the flood of toxic waste pouring into the ocean from every river in China. Millions of tons of plastic is the most visible, but chemicals of every kind and biological waste are killing the ocean. That's well, from old news. <laughs> that's from uh, Alan and. Uh, uh, Hugh says on bad water rich that this resonates with Hong Kong when there's so much toxic stuff coming in from the motherland all undocumented yes that is uh, from Hugh we've got some more emails on, on uh, uh, national security but we'll have to deal with those I think tomorrow because we're out of time uh, now the weather it's going to be cloudy today with a few rain patches and temperatures up to about 24 degrees the outlook cloudy with a few rain patches in the next couple of days rain more frequent later tomorrow 22 degrees uh, the latest readings with the uh, relative humidity humidity now of 88%. All of us hope to live in a stable environment. National security is essential for the prosperity of society. Upholding national security for harmonious and better living requires the concerted efforts of all who love the country and Hong Kong. Improve electoral system, ensure patriots administering Hong Kong. April the 15th, National Security Education Day. Uphold national security. Safeguard our home. To know more, please visit www.nsed.gov.hk. 